0: I'm a human, and as a human, I eat. I got fucking Maslow's hierarchy of needs going ah, on.
1: Me too, man. I hate having to get stuff and put shelter over my head. All that stuff requires resources, and resources are hard to come by.
0: Yeah, man. That's why we have set up a Patreon. So if you enjoy the show and you want to help us stay clothed and clean or wherever the fuck it is humans are supposed to be, uh, half of those. Patreon.com slash we have concerns. Nice! How could you not appreciate Because people is, is suck. suck. Mm. Man, it's like you don't listen to me. I, I try not to. This is We Have Concerns. <laughs> Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, Concerned Citizens. A little
1: bit different kind of a topic today. Usually we do stories that are uh, kind of topical and happening in the news, but Jonathan Lawson... Uh, sent us a story at we have concerns show at gmail.com
0: Great place to send stories
1: yeah you can also use our subreddit that's uh, we havecer.reddit.com Ah
0: oh, two great places to send stories
1: This isn't so much a thing that's happening right now it's uh, although it is for Jonathan Jonathan is writing his uh, thesis for for his uh, doctoral thesis mm-hmm. or masters anyway it's a thesis It's a thesis and he wanted to bring us uh, to the or bring to our attention the story of Abraham Wald. This is a fella who was a scientist during World War II, and uh, he is sort of one of the people that is credited as being the beginning of operational science and operational science is the when you just like cut some dudes open, see what happens, just
0: see what happens. Do a little science in there.
1: Yeah, that's uh Anthony's a proponent of operational science.
0: I love operational science. No, that that is actually can I not just say, I Jeff, I'm sorry, can I just say mm-hmm. I have never fully come out and said this, but I want to say it. Uh if anybody out there is a listener and can like get me into a morgue or an autopsy <laughs> oh, no, situation God. Oh, God. where I can like where I can like just cut into it, dude. No. If anybody that's has so wrong. If anybody like can get me into a place where I could just like cut into a help dude. Help Anthony cut into a dude. I would just, don't I would love that. to do That's that, man. a slippery man. slope, Anthony. Is That's it?
1: It seems to me. Is it? Uh, do, don't help him.
0: Or help me.
1: <laughs> do not help him. Or help me.
0: Like, it's whatever you want to do. But like, do you think those places are very, do you think there's like a lot of, uh, a lot of security clearance and things like that? Yes, like, I hope to God there is. Like if somebody was like. If somebody was a, a professor at like a medical school and wanted to like have me sit in while they were doing things, like, would I be I allowed you, to sit in?
1: You may be allowed to observe, but you're not going to let, they're not going to let you cut a dude. But like, how would they know?
0: <laughs> they know! How would they know? Like if dude was just like, if professor was just like, hey man, why don't you just make a little incision right there? Just right there. No. Just
1: right there! <laughs> you can't do guest incisions. Oh, special guest
0: incision. <laughs> no! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> If anybody can help me out, just like hit me up on Twitter.
1: All right. You're going to be very disappointed to to learn that operational research has nothing to do with an actual operation on a human being. This is about making decisions. It's the science of decision making. And the anecdotal story about this is fascinating. And this is what Jonathan wanted to bring to our attention. So this dude, Wald, was uh, was working during World War II. And he was in charge of helping the war effort make planes safer. So they were noticing that planes were coming back after going out to a battle with holes in their wings and their fuselage. And all of the smarty pants were like, oh, crap, look at where all the holes are. We better build some armor on these things. We better, you know, engineer these planes to have stronger wings and fuselages. Because sure. look at where all the bullet holes are.
0: That's right. where they're being shot. And then Abraham Wald is like, I don't know. Seems to me like that's where you could shoot a plane and it's fine. Exactly. I don't know. Seems like you could. It seems like based on what we're seeing, you could like a plane could take a couple shots in the wing and be okay. Right. Maybe it's like maybe we should somewhere look, else. We should
1: look at the planes that didn't come back. Find out where they were shot and armor that
0: because they didn't come back. And then all the other dudes were like, "Okay, Abraham, why don't you go get those planes that didn't come back from enemy <laughs> territory?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll just keep. We understand what you're saying, and it's very intelligent and it's and smart and we we think you're doing a great job. Uh, counterpoint. Uh-huh. You walk into Nazi Germany <laughs> well, and bring back a plane.
1: <laughs> you do it. Uh all Abe, right, let's, let's just keep patching the wings. Just keep patching
0: it up. <laughs> By the end of World War II, it's just like these gigantic concrete wings. And they're like, well, now we're having problems flying, but the wings are, the wings like, are so w- safe. They're like so safe now. Yeah, so
1: the idea here that Jonathan wanted to bring to our attention is this concept is really powerful and can be applied to any field. He was talking about applying it to the drug war. He was talking about applying it to uh, uh, just any companies like Google and Facebook. Instead of looking at the data of what works or doesn't work, Instead of looking at what works and trying to reinforce it, look at what doesn't work and do the opposite.
0: Right. And it's almost it's almost like take your data, analyze your data, but know that there are things that your data can't tell you. Right. Like that's that's Look at at your blind spots. I mean, I think that's
1: the idea here is that this is a massive blind spot for because nobody was looking at the data they didn't have, Mm -hmm. which is All they were looking at is the planes that came back. That's the data set that they had. What they didn't have is the data set of planes that didn't come back. They had no idea where those planes were shot, but they, that was the most important piece of data is where are the planes that were shot that went down? So how do you apply that to other fields of study to say, what are, what are our blind spots? What, what's the data we're not getting that can actually tell us more? Hmm.
0: I like that. It's like, uh, Richard Pryor in Superman three. You everything is it's like can't know the unknown is because it's unknown
1: right <laughs> yeah our known knowns and gotta, unknown unknowns yeah and then we have unknown unknowns yeah and that's what this is about right the known knowns are what we know uh-huh. the known unknowns are what we know we don't know but the unknown unknowns fuck us up because we don't know we don't know them
0: we almost like mythologize people who are able to figure these things out too you know like um yeah. you always hear stories of like well, this company was getting this data and they thought this was gonna happen, and then one guy took a look and was like, No, yeah. It turns out this was happening, and everybody's like, Oh, that guy. That's
1: why we all celebrate Andrew Wald
0: Day. Andrew uh, Abraham, Abraham, Wald Day. Abraham Wald Day. Abraham Wald Day. But we also celebrate Andrew Wald. Because you know what, man? Like, people don't support like the supportive little brothers that's of, right of like brilliant people.
1: Yeah. Who who did Abraham's taxes every year, Andrew? Andrew.
0: Andrew, the tax accountant, who was the responsible one in the family, who would like who would like knock on Abraham's door when he was just sitting thinking about wings, and, <laughs> and be like, "Hey, man, have ha- you have you eaten? Time today? to have a sandwich. You should have a sandwich. You haven't. You have been a thinking, sandwich. You've been thinking about wings all day.
1: Yeah, you're just sitting in the room thinking so about wings, wasting wings. away.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And then and then Abraham said, "What about the parts of the chicken that you didn't bring me?"
0: And he was like. There are other parts of the chicken. Because here's the other thing about Andrew not a healthy eater. <laughs> no. You got know, chickens, like, if you asked Andrew to draw a picture of a chicken, it's just, like just wings mostly. All wings. Wings and gristle. Yeah. And, and that's actually where Abraham first figured out that he needed to be looking at data that people didn't know. Because he was like, Andrew, do you really think chickens are just wings? Do you really think it never occurred to you that there's more chicken? I just eat the wings. It's the most delicious
1: part of uh, any meal. And so uh, I assume you just grow a wing. You feed a wing some uh, where feed. Do we, where do wings grow from? Bit smaller wings.
0: Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I think you might have just given me an idea that's going to help the war effort. <laughs> blue cheese. Oh, blue cheese for the boys. <laughs> for the boys in blue. Boys in blue cheese. That's where we get that. Uh, that's where we get that. Boys in blue. It was yeah. shortened from boys in blue cheese. <laughs> the more blue cheese uh, a platoon had yeah. the better it was doing yeah uh, because it was like oh like how you how are you guys doing oh man we we had, we don't have any blue cheese to spread among us that meant like you were down in the foxholes for a real long time and like things were bad
1: yeah and that's i mean that's why it was the greatest generation cuz everybody conserved their blue cheese and um you know they rationed all the blue cheese you couldn't just get a salad with no. blue cheese on it at any any restaurant you had to get Thousand you had Island
0: bl- you had a blue cheese coupon that yeah. your family had and, and back you would then, go down and you would go down to the store and you'd be like here's I want my blue cheese ration yeah. god it was small too. You had to, it was you, barely enough. like I put that much blue cheese on like half a wing
1: oh it's just it was a hard time
0: it was a really hard time and back then
1: you know you had to use Thousand Island but it was the times were so tough it was only 999 Island <laughs>
0: You wanted to tell that one so badly, so then, you circled back around to it. Goddamn right. I love it. You're goddamn right. <laughs> uh, can I just say, in uh, in the defense of people who were not Abraham Walt, mm-hmm. when you look at the difference in planes, in aerospace, in, in aerospace and, and aeronautic engineering, between World War I and World War II, in the defense of everybody else... Like they made some huge leaps and bounds. Well, you
1: you look at you look at the difference between World War One and World War Two. I mean, they were, World, World War,
0: War One was like some dudes flying planes made out of like sticks and stretched yeah. canvas. Yeah, on a, Why, fighting I'm just guys, out in the open, fighting dudes on horses. Yeah, just like <laughs> I'm gonna like, and maybe maybe you shoot the guy on the horse, or maybe you just crash because planes. Yeah, like World War One flying aces. Like if you've ever read a history of them, like planes were just death traps. Oh my god, and they're like. It, we see all these things of like uh, these guys dog fighting and stuff and like the legend of the Red Baron and like shooting down other planes. But like, man, planes can mostly just shoot down other planes at that point. If you tried to shoot down something on the ground, you was likely to die. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I mean like, and then you look at planes in World War II and you're like, oh, that looks like a plane. That's a fully realized plane.
1: Right. It's a, And it's such a short period of time between them.
0: The so wars. I, I think like. It's pretty amazing. It is. It is super amazing. And I think. what he did is probably emblematic of a lot of other leaps and bounds and jumps that were being made in technology at the time like the 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 difference between technology in world war one and world war two is crazy it's it's pretty wild um do you want to do you want to take one
1: guess as to how wald died well he didn't see it coming i'll tell you that much well it was the one thing he didn't see coming (laughs) he died in a plane crash Beautiful, isn't that it's so beautiful? The most amazing thing you've ever heard. It's so sad, but they died the plane in an was airplane shot in a
0: very specific place. <laughs> and he was the like, wing. and he was like, oh, that's where. And then it crashed. If His I was doing, if I was doing a movie about the life of Abraham Wald, that's how it would end. Yeah, is the plane would like there would be like a, a bullet hole in a very specific part of the plane that just appeared, and he would be like, and he would look up and be like. Oh. Yeah. And then then it would just
1: like. Uh, No, he didn't die from. It it was a a plane crash. It was. uh, He was touring lecture tour in uh, India and he crashed in the Nilgiri Mountains in in southern India.
0: What was the what was the cause of the plane crash?
1: Uh, It doesn't say. Wow. How do you write a story like that and not say what happened to the plane? This is the Wikipedia article too.
0: Wow. I know. Do we just not know? We have to, it's probably that we just don't know. Yeah. Cause obviously the one thing we want to know about the guy who was like, no, this is how we need to build better planes. is like, <laughs> what the fuck happened to his plane? <laughs> yeah. I bet it was sabotage. Dude. What happened to his plane? How do we not know that? It
1: was the dude who like thought you should patch up the wings and fuselage uh who was like so pissed that that Wald had st- stolen all his thunder. He sabotaged the wing. Sabotaged the wing. He's like I'll show these guys who should have armored the wing. Armor the wing. That's what he said as the plane crashed. Armor
0: the wing, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this um, fledgling wing armor construction company.
0: Have you I know under. there are I know there are a million things in my life where this is applicable. I can't think of one right now, but I know there has there ever been something where you've been like so In the weeds on a problem or an issue, and then you like, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh God, how did I just spend three days?" Well, here's a
1: a little story about that. So I have always harbored a, I mean, I think we all have the hubris of overconfidence a little bit,
0: but not me.
1: Yeah, (laughs) maybe
0: not. Yeah, Yeah, you do. Probably not me though. Yeah, you do. No, dude. Like the thing about me, the thing that's so amazing about. Is how humble I am yeah, and yeah. how able I am to see my own, uh, your own God, faults. What are they and, called faults? Yeah. Thank I know you. it's hard.
1: I couldn't even think of the word. Anyway, I've always harbored a, a, a tiny secret feeling that I would be awesome on the amazing race. You know, like yeah. I, in fact, uh, my friend Brett and I once submitted an application. I was hoping to, to become a contestant. I thought I, would, I don't really like the reality shows that reality show. I was like, that would be fun. Puzzle solving, traveling the world is my jam. I could do this. Yeah. Puzzle solving. Come on. It's like, I love it. Video games, board game, puzzle solving. That's me. Okay, we I'm get that it. that guy. Awesome.
0: We get it, Jeff. So when we were doing the Totally <laughs> Rad Show. Yeah.
1: We got invited to do something called uh, the San Diego Rocket Race, which is kind of like a mini version of the Amazing Race, but it happens only in San Diego, California. And it was all... Uh, sci-fi themed like they do a theme every year and this year it was sci-fi themed so all the puzzles were going to be sci-fi puzzles and you get in a car and you run around san diego and you get to a next place and they have these cool puzzles and you have to figure it out awesome right so we decided to do it for the total question,
0: what were there puzzles and what was the theme uh, sci-fi thank That's you sci-fi. and there were puzzles we We all
1: thought we were going to be amazing at this. We just, we just assumed that we were, it was going to be, we were built for this sci-fi puzzles (laughs) at a certain point. They called us because we were so far behind all of the other teams that they thought we quit. We were so bad at it.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. And it, it comes down to exactly this issue where we made the, the puzzles way more complex than they needed to be. People were solving the puzzles. The, f- the first puzzle that everybody got to, they had to, we had to look at this uh, merry-go-round and find letters and plug them into a sheet that they gave us. And we invented wildly more complex rule sets in our heads for this puzzle than it existed because we just assumed it was going to be harder than it was.
0: I think this is, I think this is connected to that, um, the world's greatest swordsman doesn't have to fear the world's second greatest swordsman. Right. The world's greatest swordsman has to fear the person who's never picked up a sword because right. they're gonna do shit that you didn't expect. Exactly. And it's like you guys went in there as game reviewers right. and and movie reviewers and things like and you were like, Oh, this is gonna be like some This is gonna be like some Nicolas Cage yeah. like a national treasure. We're thinking Indiana like well, maybe Jones. it's
1: backwards yeah. and put it into a mirror and, and they're all this just shit. like it's like, no, it's the first letter. You plug the first letter you in. You just and, put it yeah. in and then
0: you go you go around the merry-go-round and it's all in order. Yeah. And then you just like exactly. oh, okay, cool. And
1: we we were so blind to the obvious because we didn't question our assumptions. And our assumptions were this is gonna be a complicated, intense challenge. And I think that's kind of the same thing here where you you don't know because you you're so blind to the unknowns. You don't know what to look for. Yeah. You don't even know what to look for.
0: I think I tend to do this uh, a lot with like simple little things in my life. I, uh, a lot of times when I'm trying to solve like technical issues and things like that. Yeah. Uh, if, what, if you've ever built a computer or, or yeah. built a, a piece of electronics, you're just like, "Well, this isn't this isn't turning on, and it must be because of X, Y, Z. And it's like, you just you didn't plug a thing in. Well, that's or why you didn't like turn the thing on. That's why
1: every time you call technical support, it's such a mind-numbing. Exercise because they're like, "Is it on? Did you turn?" You know they start at the yeah. most basic, and you're, like, yeah, and you're yeah, like, of course I did." Fuck okay, you! Of, of
0: course, listen to me. Yeah, listen to me very carefully. Oh. I have built a million computer. I understand. I, have, I am a, a. I am an MCSE. I have my yeah. networking certifications. I, I am an sir. electrical engineer. Right. I don't. I I need to be escalated because obviously I'm sorry. What did you What did you ask me?
1: Did you turn it on? Is the There's a button on the side. Did you turn it, that button on?
0: I'm so, I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> Click. <laughs> it, it's a Third lot of stuff like week. that. It's a lot of stuff like that. I think, and so it is. It's like I think there were a lot of times uh, at Discovery at DDN when we were like making new channels and like building new shows, especially D News. Like when we were making D News, everybody was like laser focused on D News because it was like such a big deal. And it was little things like people just were like, "Well, why didn't this episode do good? Should we change a title? Should we change this? Should we change that?" And it. Everybody was looking at all these graphs and charts that YouTube gives you, and you have to like back up and be like, the thing that YouTube can't tell you is whether something is interesting. Right. They can't tell you whether it's good or fun or cool. Right. They can tell you if you have an episode that does this within this many seconds, you tend to have this happen. Beep, boop, right. bop. And it's like, yeah, but it turns out people just didn't like that episode because – um because I had a cold and my voice sounded annoying. Right. And nobody's like looking at that or like, and that, people that, just don't like it when this person wears this kind of clothes or this kind of story just isn't interesting.
1: That, the other thing that this is directly applicable to is the polls this year. Right. Mm-hmm. The polls were the air, the planes that came back with the holes in the wings. Right. They were the people that respond to polls. That's the only data set they had. And the biggest thing this year was people who were like, fuck your polls. Right. So all the planes that went down are the ones that mattered the most because those are the people that voted but didn't respond to polls. Or another thing is, you know, when marketing companies get a, uh, you know, have a, a a sample group to try to direct market to. All you're getting is the is the people that are have enough time in their day to co- go to your little sample s- selection yeah. party, you know? I did one of those when I first moved to LA. I got uh, yanked out and asked, you know, get a hundred dollars to go down in the an afternoon and sit in a room and watch a commercial and tell me, tell their my opinion of it. And the people that are in that room are, it's very depressing. It's like, Oh my God, I understand why things are marketed the way they are because these are the idiots whose opinion they're at asking. Yeah. Because these are the only people that have time to come in and do that during the day. Right. So these are the planes that have a holes in the wings. The people who don't have the time to come in and be asked what the marketing should be. Yeah. Don't have their opinion, you know, marketed to because they don't hear their opinion. It's a
0: it's an interesting problem. Absolutely. I'm sure there are, uh, you guys can think of some instances in your life where this is applicable or instances of. Things in, in pop culture, the news lately, where it's applicable. We would love to hear from you and what you think about this. We're on Twitter. I'm at a Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. And uh, hey, if you guys are enjoying the show.
1: I'm enjoying the show. We know. So much. We
0: know. And it but you're, doesn't matter. So you're asking. You're the guy who shows up in the middle of the day to the marketing thing. Your yeah. opinion on this show does not matter. Oh, uh But if you're real. listening and you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you went to iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, wherever you're listening, and give the show a high rating. Maybe the highest rating. You know what? Just give it the highest rating. Yeah,
1: why would you even not give it the highest
0: rating? Don't go if you're not going to give it the highest rating. Because those ratings help us uh, get featured. They help us bump up in the algorithm. They help bring new concerned citizens into the show.
1: They're going to ask you to write a review. You don't need to do that. Don't Uh, do that. That's The idea is that that's uh, something people are going to read. Nobody reads
0: that. Nobody reads those. So instead what you do is just... and just tell us about your day. Yeah, we'd like to hear about your. What did day. you do today? What'd you do today? Write it in review.